Okay, welcome to my world of music. My name's Kerry Cohn. I am the host of this podcast, as well as the host of the Chicago Creators Podcast, which I hope you have had a chance to listen to. And if you have not, uh, please search it up wherever you get it, wherever you you know listen to podcasts, or tell me if it's not there, and I'll try and get it listed in the directory there. Uh, Chicago Creators is a podcast that focuses more on other people's creative projects, but I wanted to have a place where I could also make the focus of sharing my own musical projects, and I didn't want to you know necessarily clutter up Chicago Creators with that. So now World of Music is here, and Chicago Creators is uh, there. They both exist, each with their own focus. So I may have mentioned in the first episodes of World of Music that if you are not familiar with me at all, that's cool. That's uh, just another reason I'm doing the podcast. I'd like it to work in a couple different ways. One is to introduce you to my music and also my thoughts about music in general. I'd like to let you know what uh, you know what influences the music I write and what I listen to and why, and then also share my appreciation and understanding of music and hope that enhances yours. And in a few minutes, I'm going to share some of the music that uh, was just created that very few people have heard yet. So hopefully that'll be a good way to start things up here. So in the first episode, I sort of gave a quick overview of who I am and why I'm doing this. So uh, I won't go over all that again. Feel free to listen to that if you have not. But it, uh, as it pertains to the subject today that I want to talk about, I'll give it context by saying uh, I'm a lifelong student of music and I was trained classically as a kid on the piano. I didn't really love a lot about that, but uh, you know, it gave me a solid foundation that I appreciate much more today than I did at the time. And we're talking when I was a little kid before I could even learn to read English, I was learning to read music. So I, you know, I still remember my first lessons and trying to understand what I was doing there and what it was all about. And uh, they're good memories, but I didn't necessarily uh, love the process. So after several years of that, I finally pretty much just refused to go anymore once I got the idea that I, I could control that. Hey, I'm a kid, I can say no. But long after, uh, uh, not not very long after that, I started to hear music on the radio that I really liked and find artists I really liked, uh, and it was kind of exciting to realize that maybe I would be able to play that somehow by using what I had learned with classical music, which of course was true. And soon I was playing more piano than I ever had before because I had found these new artists I wanted to sound like. And uh, I was playing the music I liked all the time, which was, you know, a lot of Elton John and Beatles and... Uh, you know, some other stuff I can't necessarily think of right now, thankfully. But it was uh, it was actually hearing Ted Nugent then, his double live album, that suddenly switched my attention to guitar from piano when I was like later in, in my teen years, maybe 17. And I just could not believe the sounds that uh, were coming from a guitar. I couldn't believe that was a guitar making those sounds. So I really couldn't believe that that was a guitar, and I just I had to kind of try it for myself and, of course, got obsessed with it. So... Uh, and then fortunately for me, not long after I had uh, listened or picked up the guitar, I listened to the music of the Grateful Dead. And so that kind of switched my focus away from making making loud sounds on the guitar to, to learning more to play music on it. And then somewhere in my you know late teens or early 20s, I started writing my own songs, uh, some of which I played out live in various projects through the years and recorded you know home demo versions of. But I never really took the time to go into a pro studio and work with a producer to get 
definitive recorded versions of, of my own stuff. So flash forward a few decades, and here we are. Now it's, uh, you know, in, in March of 2021, I'm going to be releasing my second album of original music, which I'm calling The Phantom Cabaret. And I'd like to introduce you to some of the music that's on the album and talk about where the songs came from and, and when I wrote them a little bit, why I wrote them, and uh, also share some of what the recording process was like. And the first piece of music I'd like to take a look at on this podcast is a song I wrote many years ago in my early 20s. It was really one of the first songs I ever wrote. And uh, I think it was the second one I ever played out live at a show back then. I used to do uh, it occasionally with my dead band back then, O Squared, if anyone remembers them at all, uh, in Chicago. But we did it more of a straight rock song. And now on the album Phantom Cabaret, it's, it's really learning to more of a funky side, a, a funky beat and rhythm that goes to it. And there's a, a little clav in there that I added to. So uh, the name of the song is For a Price. And from what I remember about writing it, I know I was commenting on uh, advancements in technology that were going on at the time that were extending, you know, expected lifespans of humans. So I'm sure I I overlaid uh, that idea on other thoughts about maybe where I was at in my own uh, life, uh, in the progress I was making in terms of what I wanted to get done as a young adult and and, and the time that I'd have to do it in. So it's kind of cool to... Not only look back on those lyrics as a way of remembering who I was at the time, but to sing them again now and hear that they still apply, both in retrospect, looking back, and also to uh, to just the current efforts of what I'm doing in my life now. They they, they still apply; they're valid. So maybe, uh, and maybe more than they did when I was young too. It's cool to know that the thoughts that I felt that were important enough for me to include then are still relevant and valid to me today. And that's why uh, I decided to include. The song on this album, uh, for a price, on the Phantom Cabaret. So the song itself is really fairly simple in structure. It was like the second song I had ever written, so I wasn't trying to do anything fancy with it. it in a lot of ways, it was written really just as a vehicle to jam on. Just you know, I wasn't thinking of myself as a big songwriter or composer at the time. I was just like, uh, let me throw some chords together and, and then play some lead guitar over it or whatever, and then think of some lyrics to sing to it. So, uh, you know, for this version, I didn't really want it to be about the extended jam for a studio version. So what I did was I kept the the jam at the end just kind of to short burst where solos trade between instruments a little bit. And instead of that long jam that might be in a live version, I tried to make the the focus of this version more about arrangement and about fitting different elements into the arrangement and, uh, you know, seeing what the result of that was. I'm pretty happy with the result. I think it's very it's very dense. It's probably the most musically dense song on the album, and it's saturated with a lot of different little ideas and approaches to the different instruments that I included in there. Um, it maybe uh, can be a little exhausting to listen to to me, uh, but but not in any kind of undesirable way. It's just kind of it leaves you with that that you've you've been through something at the end of it, uh, but you know hopefully in a satisfying way, uh, and I think that's really because of the talents of a great producer. More than, more than the musician that played it, more than me playing the instruments. Because that's where a, a great producer gets a chance to contribute in a musical way. Because he's not just turning knobs or deciding on levels, but he's, he has to understand what I want to say in the song and then hear all the different ideas I present and then sort of pick and choose uh, the best ones that will communicate the song in, in, his, in his mind. So, but I'll let you be the final judge because it's tough for me to be an objective listener, of course. So I don't want to say how great it is or how great it turned out, but I'm pretty happy with it. 
And, uh, you know, really in that way, too, even though I play all the instruments besides the drums on this album and on this song, it's actually uh, Packy, the producer of this album, Packy Lundholm, it's actually his musical ear that has a lot to do with the decisions that are made as to what you finally hear as the finished product. Uh, in one way, I look at it, I just recorded a bunch of different takes of each instrument as possibilities. Packy picked and chose which ones to include at which points. And of course, that, that's an oversimplified version of the process uh, where we go back and forth considering a lot of different ideas. Uh, and it includes a lot of other considerations, of course, but it gives you an idea that these versions have to be created in that organic way that, that changes as we go rather than a mechanical precision of like a preconceived notion of how they're going to be. Uh, and so that's where, where Packy's musical ability really comes into play in this album, even though he doesn't play any instruments other than the drums. It's, it's his musical decisions that are, that are you know, contributing to a lot of the, the sound. So there are certain sections of this album that that method does not apply to, and they're kind of really, you know, uh, exactly as they were conceived, more or less, in my mind. It's a fun balance to try and find. It's really one of the great joys of creating art in general or collaborating. And uh, it's one that really came naturally working on this album, I think, because of the extreme talent of someone like Packy. In a way, he, uh, he, he takes a thousand ideas that are flying around my head and just helps me guide them to a final version that you hear. So it's, a great, it's great to find that balance as he tries to rein in all my ideas that I want to work with. And then once he reins them in, then we kind of start working on ways to uh, expand them from there. And, uh, you know, to, to, as a musician, to find someone who can do that with you is pretty rare, I think. So it's cool that, that he's able to and uh, that he has to be in tune with my ideas. And, uh, and I think it's a, it's, a, it's a rare, delicate balance that he's able to uh, approach that with. So let's take a quick listen anyway to some of what I'm talking about. This is For a Price from the upcoming album, The Phantom Cabaret. And hopefully if I press this button, we'll get it to uh, play. Okay, and so there it is, uh, just a taste of For a Price from uh, the album Phantom Cabaret, coming out in March of 2021. 
and uh, hopefully it'll be available for download even before then. That uh, That's the release of the CD version, uh, the projected release of the CD version. So I'll definitely keep you posted here on this podcast about the details as, that, as we get closer to that. I'd love to know what you think of it, uh, the song. I'll be putting up a Facebook group page for this podcast, so please be sure to check in there and leave any feedback on the song or on the podcast in general. I'd love to hear from you and, and include some of your feedback in what I'm doing here. And please share this podcast with your friends who love music or who love podcasts. And uh, it'd be cool if we can, you know, kind of get a musical discussion going through social media and let, uh, let, let this podcast be as much as uh, your, your musical world is mine. So please check back uh, for episode three, which will be coming soon, hopefully in a week or so. Uh, better yet, subscribe or follow the podcast wherever you're listening to it. Uh, find that button and thing to click to, to do that. Uh, next time I'll be sharing uh, most likely another song from Phantom Cabaret as we get ready for the big release. So uh, I've also got the my first album, August Sky. Uh, so as we go, I'll definitely be sharing songs from that. And of course, including all different kinds of music we can look at and explore uh, and talk about. All right, so that's it for now. I'm Carrie Cohn, and I hope your, uh, your world of music is spinning the way you want it to. And I'll see you back here next time in Episode 3 for more of my world of music. <laughs>